Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Latsbader Jr. and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? Man, it's a good day today, man. It's just glad to be out here doing what we love to do so much. And, you know, I, I got to say it. Sorry for the wait, man. Sorry for the wait. You know, uh, we, we really... We're really kicking ourselves because we missed our deadline. We know that y'all need that Tuesday morning goodness and we couldn't give it to you this week. But trust me, we had a good reason. We learned from it and we're going to do everything in our power to not let it happen again. So sorry, sorry, sorry. A little little wait for you know an extra day, but you know what we I think we got a little winner with this one. I think we got some good old home cooking. I'm going to let my, my co-host kind of dive into this episode. Yes, sir. We got, you know, a really good fan, close, close fan to the podcast. Uh, his name is Seven. Uh, if you're if you follow the Educated Hustle show pretty much uh, closely, you know that Seven featured us on his podcast, which is called the Conscious Entertainment Podcast um, on an episode titled Educated Hustlers. Um, and we we really wanted to return the favor by having us having him join our show so uh seven definitely is part of the educated hustle family now man and uh we're really excited to have him drop some gems on the uh on the podcast coming up exactly and he he drops a lot of gems i mean um if you haven't heard the educated hustler podcast definitely go check it out at his channel uh the content entertainment it is on iTunes and SoundCloud. That's the podcast uh, name, the content entertainment. So definitely check it out. And just to kind of rehash a little bit, you know, that episode was actually supposed to be this episode that we're about to do, but he needed an episode for his release. So, you know, we, we, we had some things stored up, so we gave him that episode. And now he came back to return the favor and help us in our crunch and give us this brand episode. And he's a remarkable guy. I mean, only 20 years old, and he's already just on a different mindset and path. And he's Really, you know, he has his hands in a lot of stuff. Like, you have this guy in college who's also started up his own group, The Content Entertainment. He's also a music producer. He's also an author, and he's trying now to be a public speaker at Forum. So, you know, I mean, at 20 years old, I wasn't doing, <laughs> shoot, not even one-fourth of that resume. So to see a guy that's so determined, of course, to see a young a young brother so determined is always such a great thing. And he really brings to this episode, I think we get into a lot of diverse topics for you guys and we kind of break down the whole aspect of what it really means to free your mind you know a lot of people always talk about how they're they're woke and they're free well we kind of break down what that means to each of us so you actually kind of get a little bit of a uh, input from me and Paul this episode you know we're no longer in the back seat we actually get put to the forefront have to go on the mic and bless it with some gems yo can I get a little hot takeoff on the phrase stay woke bro if you want to, man. <laughs> man, I'm you know, people out here is talking about staying woke, bro. I, I need my sleep, you know what I'm saying? You know, we we got eight eight hours that we need to sleep, man. Why I gotta stay woke, you know what I'm saying? Boy, that, that takes about <laughs> as hot as grandma's breakfast, bro. <laughs> I hope no one got excited for that transition, because I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and, and apologize. <laughs> He had me fooled too, y'all. I was, I was ready, <laughs> but I'm not ready no more. But anyways, just to just to get off what that was, um, um, 
I would just want to say, you know, the staying woke movement is uh is interesting. I you know, we 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 coin terms to kind of, you know, get make things more modern, but really staying woke just means you're not accepting what is presented to you by the media. The media, you know, everyone has their own opinion on it, but there is truth to that whole saying that the media does kind of show you what it wants to show you because at the end of the day someone's making money from it so you have to kind of be able to weave through what the media you know gives you and figure out your own truth where that's through reading where that's through doing your own research or reading books that's where the staying woke concept comes from and i think a lot of people feel like that being woke means you're you know you're sitting there at home in your monocle with a cigar in your in your uh, mouth and you're reading up all these literature and textures no i mean you can simply stay woke by knowing who am i voting for and what do they stand for or what does this law or bill that's trying to pass do so i mean it's <laughs> there's a lot of ways to quote unquote stay woke but i think the best way is what our generation just make sure that you're out there doing your due diligence on things that matter to you, those issues, because that's the best way to, quote unquote, stay woke. Yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, um, I I understand where it comes from, but it's just I feel like it's getting to the point where it's uh, oversaturated, where people are being, quote unquote, woke, um, you know, in everything. It's just 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 just. You don't gotta say it if, if if you really are quote unquote woke. You just you just gotta live it. So um yeah, don't don't seven goes into a lot of detail about freeing your mind and uh we dive into a lot of topics, religion, we talk about, you know, a bunch of cool fasting, going without your phone. Um so definitely a lot to look forward to, man. Don't wanna keep them out here too long waiting. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, I just want to go on this real quick little tangent, little quick tangent, if you don't mind. I, I, I appreciate the state move because I've been tracking the movements and the last big movement was free mind. And trust me, some of them didn't, ain't deserve to be free. So I'm glad that we yelling stay woke instead. So <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we don't want to hold you up like my co-host said. Seven, he's here. He's got a plan. He's got a mission. Listen to it. Embrace it. And of course, free that mind. And he's coming right at you. All right. And we are joined today by our guest. He goes by the name Seven. And he's the founder of The Conscious Entertainment. Uh, Seven, how you doing, man? I am phenomenal. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem, man. And we just wanted to jump right into it. Just kind of explain to us what, what The Conscious Entertainment is all about. Um, basically, we're a people organization for the people, by the people, and not only do we cover all the facets of media, which is the visual, the auditory, and the literary aspects, but we hold community events. Um, typically, usually they are free. Most of them are free. If there is any charge, it is, you know, tried to kept at a low cost, but um, basically the whole origin and purpose of what we represent is to be a light and a positive force in the universe and to help people free their minds and break away from a bondage of a mindset that they might have, whether that be you know, really in any aspect, doesn't really matter. And we just try to, you know, just help people and um, be positive role models and influence, you know, just really have a very impactful, good, positive influence. And that's that's great. I mean, that's a powerful message. And I think, you know, I just kind of want to learn, like, 
a lot of people have these ideas to make, you know, a group that represents what you just eloquently said. What made you actually want to get up and say, you know what, I'm not going to make this an idea. I'm actually going to go ahead and do this. Um, really, it just kind of just came out of frustration, Um, you know, because I'm only 20 years old and, you know, really young. And I'll always try to find an outlet to, you know, give off this message that I have, especially at me having it at a, such a young age. When I would try to relay it to my peers, it would always be either not understood or I felt like rejected. So that's why I started the podcast um, to really just create my own platform because, you know, all the, the facets that I was trying to use, like Twitter and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, it just seemed like it wasn't working, like I said earlier. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to start my own platform to where people can listen to what I want to say in the full entirety of my thought, as well as, like I said earlier, from building the influence to where I can use that platform to launch myself as well as others into other areas and aspects on a bigger form and just keep growing and building on top of that. Okay. Okay. And yeah, the, the, the podcast is pretty good so far. Check it out. The, the conscious entertainment podcast, you can find it on SoundCloud. Um, you can also find it on iTunes, right? Yes. On iTunes. All right. iTunes, iTunes SoundCloud. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, and we want to thank you for featuring us on one of your episodes. Um, oh, it was, no a, it was a really, yeah, it was a really fun episode. We really got a, a a lot of time to shine. Um, what else can they expect from the podcast? What what other uh, episodes do you want to highlight in this? Oh man, there's a couple. Uh, of course, the one that I did with you guys. You know, family. It's all love. Um, <laughs> but also, probably it's it's a good number. Um, I want to say, of course, the dedication episode to Austin Sterling that we did, which was specifically uh, in line with the mindsets of black and white America and where we need to go as a nation. Uh, it was a message of love and, you know, this really thought provoking conversation and insight. So that one, number one, of course, um, maybe episode eight, episode maybe 11, 12 and 14. Okay, so you got a catalog, basically. <laughs> yeah, I try to. I think those are probably maybe my my personal favorites, uh, and maybe episode four as well. But just all of them, all of them. Everybody, you know, goes just, all of them. Yeah, just check out the whole. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. that's a good answer. That's a good answer right there. And um, I definitely want to kind of ask. I mean, you know, the logo for for the uh, people who have aren't aware of the content entertainment is actually a brain listening to headphones, and I know. Uh, one, their big things for content entertainment is you want people to free their mind. And you actually are writing a book where you kind of go more in depth in how you want, you know, people who actually read it to help free their mind more. Could you kind of explain just a little bit about the book and what led you to actually write it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, the book is, I want to say, probably the most intimate form of my thoughts and the message that I'm trying to relay. So the title of the book is called Poor is a Synonym. And like I said, it is a, a basis of freeing your mind. Poor is a synonym is a play on words that's saying poor is not necessarily a, a monetary or financial status, but it's a, a viewpoint perspective of life. And it's going to be a short book. It's not going to be super duper long. But in those 
in four or five chapters or so, it's going to hit on, of course, the finances, but the poor state of minds that people have in their love life, themselves. Um, I think life and the one other one, but at the end of it all, it's uh, a chapter entitled For My Black Community, which is specifically for the black community, but as well as for other people. But I, I write it in the way where it's a message for, you know, my people. And through that, I break down the poor state of minds that females have, the poor state of minds that males have. And then I tie it together and I bring it to where how we as a as a race and a culture need to fix these certain things and put these certain things in place so that we can be a positive and um, impactful group of people to ourselves as well as other races as well. And then through that, we will find the love and the understanding and the common ground that everybody desperately needs. And I actually wrote that book. Well, I actually wrote that chapter of the book first, which is kind of ironic. You know, I wrote it over the summer. Um, it took me about maybe maybe two and a half to three months to to write that specific chapter. Um, so that, that one's already completed. The book is around maybe 60 to 70 percent done. It's going to be out during the holiday season of December. So you should be able to look for it and purchase it. Then it's going to be on Amazon as an ebook as well as a physical copy. So, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. Like I said, it's going to be just like really just raw and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a how-to book to free your mind. So it not only, you know, addresses some of the problems that you may have, but it's also going to challenge you to, you know, see like, what's, what's wrong with me? You know, this is how I can probably, you know, fix this issue with me or think about this a little bit deeper, a little bit different. And then, you know, just get better at life, get better at loving, get better at becoming, you know, a better human, you know, just just evolution and growth and, you know, positivity, love. <laughs> right there with them, right there with them, right? Hit them with that gem. Cash out with them gems right there, man. That's dope, though. Um, I'm excited for the book, though, man. And definitely we'll hype it up when it comes out for sure. Um, yeah, no problem. And I, I just wanted to see where you got the... Where did you get the inspiration to do it? Is it is it a personal thing? Like I I don't really you know know how far you want to dive into it, but is is it a personal thing from for writing the book, or you have friends that you you know maybe thought this would help them? Like how did you get the inspiration for it? Um, a couple things. The first one, main one, always God, always God. Um, you know a lot a lot of things in my life really just past year summer have been from him just really just the purpose of me um taking this how do i say this just uh seeing the seeing the need and feeling it which is basically the definition of entrepreneurship but the need is leadership the need is role models you know the need is something different the truth and the real you know so i took it upon myself which was really handed down for me from god himself and saying like yo you need to do this and this is how you need to do it and literally things have just been coming to me you know like ideas you know i would have never thought in a million years that i would have wrote a book before <laughs> you know i was never like aspiring to be an author or aspiring to be a, 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 a podcaster you know it's 
I enjoyed these things. I always read books and always listen to podcasts and fan of other podcasts, but I didn't really, it wasn't really like a forethought for me to start my own thing or, you know, create my own material, you know? So first and foremost, all glory to God and what he's done. And then from there, just seeing all the negativity and the mental slaveness that people possess. And as I went through the process of freeing my own mind, uh, just becoming more aware of it and just becoming so cognizant of what's going on and just like, man, like people are really just down and out. And most of the time people want to free their mind. They don't want to be under the bondage and the, you know, the trapments that this world will put on them, but they don't know really know how to one, because they were never taught or two, because it's not a role model and an example for them to follow after. So my duty and role is to be both, you know, teaching them through my podcast as well as other facets, as well as being the real life example of like, yo, like this isn't really a myth. Like people really can do this or cannot do that. You know, there's a lot of people don't really have hope in this world. They think that just things are like unicorns and genies. Like it's not real or it was real, but it's extinct. It doesn't exist anymore. And I'm here to show people and tell people that that's not true. That's a lie, you know, because I'm living proof of it as well as other people around me as well. So really, yeah, those, that's really uh, <laughs> the inspiration for everything and the meaning of everything. I mean, that was a powerful answer. I'm, I'm glad that you're able to share the inspiration behind us. And your story is really inspired because you're also a music producer. You know, that's something you're very passionate about, especially when it comes to your future. Could you just describe to us, you know, what led you to that career path? Really? <laughs> Same answer. Uh, God, really. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've always been a fan of music, always loved music, and, uh, you know, just been able to just really just get into a zone and hear music and et cetera. Um, but I never really, like I said, really thought of myself as really pursuing a musical career as a producer. Uh, when I was younger, like around maybe ninth grade, I remember the very first time I wanted to become a music producer. I was listening to J. Cole's Friday Night Lights and it was just like so magical to me. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I think I want to start making beats. And you know, the usual person is like, oh, I want to start rapping. But for me, it was like, I want to start making beats. But the thing that kind of deterred me from it was downloading the software and seeing that monster. Cause it's it's a whole new different ball game and world <laughs> once you start playing with DAWs. Uh, DAW is basically uh, the producing software, you know, musical software. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then again, I think around last year, I had the same inclination out of nowhere. And I was like, you know, I'm going to really do it this time, blah, blah, blah. And I got farther than I did my ninth grade year, of course. But at the same time, like I said, it was just that monster software just, you know, intimidating me. So then, you know, like I said, just God working in my life and doing what he does, I was just so in a different mindset, really, just about life and my attitude about just life, really. And that came out of nowhere. I was doing some type of work. I'm not really sure what, what I was doing. Was I at a real job or yard work or something? But it literally popped out of nowhere, literally. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm about to start producing music, like, for real. <laughs> 
And then I went home and I, I downloaded the software and I just like was immersed in really just learning how to you know produce. Cause really the only struggle is learning the software. Cause like it's, it's like learning a whole new language and just really figuring out what button does this and how to do that. And then once you really conquer that monster, everything from your head is easy to get out into a sound, you know? So what I'm doing at the moment is just really continuously learning how to, you know, have this, do that, and you know, all the little nooks and crannies and tricks to where I'm proficient in the software as well as my ideas of music that's in my head so I can get it out into a sound. Gotcha. And that that's um it's a lot to to take. You got your podcast, you got your music yeah. producing, you got your books. And you're in school too, so I mean, yo, how do you yeah. find the time, bro? Man, um, it's tough. I can't even lie to you. It's tough sometimes. Um, and it's really got to the point where I've had to really sit down and chop up what is what and when to do what, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, because you know, have you heard the not the idea, but the saying? Pick one thing and be great in it, and then from there, be great from other things once you've mastered that one thing. I don't think that's the direct quote. <laughs> I think I kind of remixed it, but it's something along those lines. We did hear about that, and that's definitely interesting saying. And it's, it's funny because as my co-host is naming off all these things that you've done, you actually have another notch in your boat. You're actually going to get into the world of public speaking and I know that's, you know, a lot of people, they hate public speaking. They, like, have nightmares and, you know, that whole make sure everyone's naked in the crowd doesn't always work as good advice. So could you kind of tell us, like, what do you kind of do when it comes to public speaking? Like, how do you get yourself mentally prepared and ready to go out there? That's a tough answer <laughs> because <laughs> I've only had one, which is my, my first public speaking event was really only two weeks ago. And it was a great experience. Um, I went and talked to the kids at the Boys and Girls Club about you know, the recent events that's been going on between police brutality and, you know, people of the nation, et cetera. And it was a mixed classroom between white and black students. And, um, you know, I was able to have an open dialogue with everybody about their positions. And I'm not really sure what I was expecting, but they surprised me. Uh, they gave very hopeful, positive answers, uh, very mature outlets and insights that I didn't really expect from, you know, high schoolers. I kind of underestimated them. I did, but they really, you know, they, they surprised me. Um, and it was, it was just a great, a great experience for my first public speaking event and kind of what I did between timeframes of just preparing myself to get back to your question. Um, I don't know. I just meditated. I think I just kind of just, you know, meditated in my mind and was um, trying to focus in on what I want to say, how I want to say, how I wanted them to respond to me, um, visualizing some of the answers and, you know, just conjuring up conversation, you know, that type of thing. So I could be prepared for the real life, you know, situation of me, you know, standing before the classroom or standing before these students, you know. Oh, OK. And do you do you want to have. um more engagements where where you're you're talking in front of people or is that was that was just kind of like a an opportunity thing 
I do want to have more opportunities where I'm speaking in front of people. I'm not necessarily sure on what, uh, what, what about, like what topic, um, but I definitely do. I don't want to be just boxed into, oh, this public speaker speaks about just this particular thing, you know? Uh, I was just pushed and propelled to talk about that specific medium because of how recent that event was and just, I don't know, something in my in my spirit was just like, you know, speak about this instead, you know? So, you know, I feel like I'm capable of speaking of other things and I plan to speak on a variety of different topics whenever I do get the opportunity again to uh, lead somebody, or lead, lead a, a group of people in conversation. Okay, okay. I mean, that sounds great. That's like, you know, I, I like that you're, 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 even though you're just coming out the gate, you're ready for more opportunities and you're not being discouraged. So, I mean, that's amazing to hear. And I, I wish more people stepped up and were able to go after, you know, such a daunting thing as that and be able to say, hey, I, I'm still going to give it a shot. All right. So we, we want to, um, you know, let you kind of thrive in your uh, environment and uh, switch it up to a little bit with, with, with a topic of that, that we find that's near and dear to you. Um, you know, you talk a lot about freeing your mind, and I know you had mentioned, you know, the process of freeing your mind is kind of difficult. Can you can you enlighten us about that, and we'll kind of chime in as as you go? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I guess I use myself as the example. <laughs> um, when I first started to free my mind, I was a freshman in college. I was in my second semester. It was like May the first. Um, what inspired me to do it was the album To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar and you know just everything that was you know hidden gems in there <laughs> um, you know I've always saw myself as a king and you know through introspection and awareness before the album listening to the album and digesting the album afterwards, I was like, how can I be a king but something lords over me, you know? So with that attitude, I just immediately started to, like, you know, try to break away from this way of thinking and this action and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it took me almost really about a full year, literally, just about, like, a full year. You know, it's a process. Uh, a lot of people feel like once you free your mind you're free <laughs> or you're you're not going to ever think this way or be tempted by that and that's not the case because it's a continuous thing because you've been living like this way for all your life prior and now you're going to try to switch up your entire characteristics and behavior language diction all these different things in this amount of time is it's unproportional. It's not. It's not going to work like that, you know. So it's it's like a continual thing. Uh, of course, it does. You know, get easier, but it's not something that you can just kind of just do and then retire away. You know, <laughs> it doesn't really work like that. Also, I get you. Yeah. Oh, keep going. Keep going. My bad. No, I, I, no, I'm good. You good? You good? <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, it kind of fits into. The name of your company, The Conscious Entertainment, I feel that for someone to realize that they are not freed or if their thinking is um, closed-minded, mm -hmm. they have to be conscious of it. Um, 
to be aware that there is something holding them back and that they need to release whatever um, thing that's holding them back. I feel like a lot of people, you know, live their life knowing that there's something they they just they it's kind of it's kind of weird to say but they know they don't know what they know if that makes any sense like they they're living <laughs> yeah they're kind of living unguided um and they're kind of just going there throughout their day without any purpose um and to get a little spiritual for 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 people who don't you know for people who who have a a religion that they follow or something that uh, provides spiritual guidance. Um, that's usually kind of the route a lot of people take when they talk about freeing their mind. Um, you know, something that kind of lets them live a little bit more freely because they know that something powerful is guiding them as opposed to um, thinking that they have full control of their life. Um, yeah. If that kind of makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it does. And um, I'm like, how raw can I get on here? <laughs> oh, yo, you get as get as raw as you want, man. Be comfortable. No, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to hit on the point that you said, um, at first it really wasn't spiritual. It wasn't spiritually based for me. It was, I'm oh, not ego. It was it was humanist. I was doing it for myself, you know. Uh, I saw that I was like just really, I was, I was uh not addicted to sex, but like it was having power over me. And like a lot of people as well, I was seeing like how sex would just control how you move, how you think, how you act, your viewpoint of this person when you see them, um, just uh, very different things, you know, uh, how you act when you don't have sex, <laughs> a lot of different things, you know. So I saw that was just really just like, that was like my main Achilles heel, you know? So from noticing it and just like how I said the whole timeline of my mind before I started freeing my mind, I was like, nah, this got to go, for real. So I was really, you know, doing it through a humanistic type of way or selfish type of way, or not really selfish, but it wasn't for God. It wasn't really like in that line of thinking, you know? Um, so, so I, so I started to, to, to go celibate like immediately. I think I said it was like what March or May 1st or whatever like that. Um, but through that, of course, I started to not only free myself from that, that slavery, but I started to see I was enslaved to this thing and that thing and you know I it was I was just picking up like noticing all these other things that I've been a a, a slave to that I wasn't really aware from before because I was just doing it or thinking like this my entire life you know so from there I was just you know just constantly just breaking down these walls and then I had to rely on on God and like look for him and you know have have my whole journey turn into like a spiritual thing because I wasn't able to do something so monumental on my own. And because I was changing my behavior and not changing my mindset and way of thinking, and that is important. That is important. <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. When you free your mind, do not seek to change your behavior, but to change your mindset. 
because behavior is circumstantial. You can stop doing something for however you know long that you need to not do it. But that doesn't mean that that's not how you think. That's not how you work. You know, that's not how you tick. You know, so it's really the framework of your your brain and your neurons and you know how you look at something, your perspective. So that's what I was doing beforehand. I was changing my behavior, not necessarily changing my mindset and way of thinking. And through the journey that I was taking, I had to, you know, shift my entire prerogative. And through that, um, you know, I was able to become fuller in myself and liberated mentally, and et cetera. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of come from the left field uh-huh. a little bit. And I think uh, one thing that for me, free on my mind that really helped out and this is something that we don't really as a society really you know get people doing but reading yes reading really opens your mind because one of those things that people overlook when you're reading a book or you're or you know just gaze through something is you're now entering a topic through someone else's perspective you're no longer thinking about what am i doing you're you're seeing through the eyes of someone else and I read a lot as a child, so I there was a lot of characters I got to kind of see through and live through. And when you have all these experiences, it, it helps you develop this really important skill that you need in life. And I think it's really essential is empathy. And empathy is to be able to say that someone has this pain. And even though you don't have that pain, you understand where that pain's coming from or why someone could feel that way. And it's such a big, big Big, big game changer. Because I'm going to give you a, a little quick thing that anyone can relate to. Kanye West dropped an album called 808 yeah. and Heartbreak. Some people hate that album. Some people love that album. I had a roommate uh, a couple years back. He, we were talking about it. He was like, you know, I don't like that album. And I was like, well, why don't you like it? It's like, yeah, it just doesn't resonate with me. And I told him, have you ever listened to that album while being sad? And he's a person that's never sad. He's like always happy-go-lucky. So he's like, no. And I was like, if you listen to the album when you're sad and you're going through something, it will speak to you in a different way. And me, when I listened to the album when it came out, I wasn't sad about anything. But I have been where Kanye is coming from, where you feel that feeling of, hey, I don't have a family. I don't have people that I can look at and, and these are, you know, make these memories. Or there's a song out there called Seeing Your Nightmares where there's this woman that he is so viciously in love with and she breaks his heart to where he wishes upon her this thing of I'm going to see you, you know, in my nightmares. And even though I haven't been to that dark place, I've read characters that have been to the dark place or I've seen the pain of people who have and you can relate that and understand, okay, this is the mindset that he's coming from. And one of the big things that I think that the world needs is at empathy. And one way you can get it is if you are able to read these books and really broaden your perspective and your mindset, you're able to really go past just what you know, because what you know is such a limited, limited scope and narrow. And there's a quote that I read in the book that I love, love to death, where it says, a man who doesn't read a book lives one life, but a man who reads Mm. lives a thousand and it's such a powerful thing because it's so true. You, With all the books you read, all the perspectives you enter, your mind becomes open because now you have all this stuff to base back to. Like, oh, I, I can relate to the situation because from this experience I read or blah, 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 blah. But it's such a powerful tool to have. And that's what, what helped me free my mind because at a young age, I just began reading a lot. And I was able to develop that empathy and able to develop that backtrack to where when I come across a situation, I can relate it to something I felt or feel or you know 
read before and I have such a good reference to know, okay, this is where they're coming from and how I can help them out in that case. That's bars. <laughs> you need to drop, <laughs> the, the, you need to drop the, gym, the gym sound on you, man. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, I... Shoot, let me let me amp it up for the people just one time in case you don't know. But this is the debut of the gems, by the way. This is our first ever show we're actually debuting, it, so we're kind of glad that we can have you on because you know, you, as always, you always bring us some lovely <laughs> gems. So fitting, so fitting. I think one more thing on the uh, on the on the topic of freeing your mind. Um, a thing that I'm probably gonna try and dabble in. Uh, me, I like to. I like to eat a lot, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of my uh, my vice, I guess. Um, but I heard if you, and I was talking to my uncle about this, he's very spiritual, um, you know, with the with his religion and all that. But uh, he's doing a lot of fasting anytime that he feels the need to, to talk to God. He does a lot of fasting. Either it'll be a three-day fast where he doesn't eat, it doesn't, uh, doesn't eat and, and drinks like maybe just water. Or he'll do a seven day fast where he'll do um he'll he'll do like a you know just a water based diet and and a and like a juice based diet so that you know he doesn't like pass out or anything. But um, it's very powerful from what he was telling me. He was saying that um you know during those times it's kind of like your body's calling for for food, um, but you know you gotta kind of withstand it just to you know teach yourself a little discipline and, and allow God to um, guide you um, into to what you're looking for in life. Cause during those times, it's kind of hard if you don't, if you train yourself not to eat um, it's kind of, you know, t- telling your body that you need to, you know, be disciplined um, and wait for God to, to give you some sort of direction. Um, so that's kind of something I want to dabble into to really show, you know, to really start freeing my mind and, and um, getting a little bit closer to God. Um, I think that's going to be definitely something to that I'm going to look forward to in the future. Yeah, definitely. Not- um, and the fasting is a very powerful tool that um, even Jesus himself did, <laughs> you know, and um, through like, like how you said, your body is like so desperate for it anything that it can devour because it's, you know, it's been gone for so long without nourishment of, of, you know, solid food. And um, that's usually the time that you have to <laughs> call out on him and really just like pray during them times, discipline and uh, other things as well. I went on a fast myself um, earlier this summer before I started like the whole enchilada of everything I'm doing. <laughs> Like before the conscious entertainment, before the first episode, before everything, I went on like a, a seven day fast or a week fast with a full week about my phone. So I was really like cut off from everything. Um, and at first I was so bored. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, it was like, it was, it was crazy for me to realize. I was like, dang, like I use my phone for like 80% of my daily activities. That was like crazy. But then from there it was like, you know, I'm supposed to use this time to pray, of course, you know, or do something productive like read and plan and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so fasting, fasting is a very uh, powerful agent, I feel like. Yeah, that's dope, man. I, yeah, that's crazy. Man, when, when it comes to the phone, I'm guilty, too. I mean, 
not to the extent of some people, but you you really do realize like your phone is like a lifeline to a lot of stuff, and it's you're, you're so like unconsciously trained yeah. to go to it that when you realize it's like oh my gosh, like I, I, yeah. I, I'm already in the system. <laughs> hey, you know what? It was, it was a me. funny thing because like as I said to myself during that week of you know fasting through my phone, it was kind of like a revelation type thing. I was like, you know, I'm at a point in my life right now where I can not have my phone for a whole week and I'm not affected. But soon I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> so this might be the only time in my life that or was the only time in my life where I'll be able to not have my phone on me for a whole week and be OK with, it. you know, because, you know, the whole goal is to gain importance. <laughs> so, you know, my lifeline or not my lifeline phone is my connection to business world personal world etc so you know yeah that was like one of my thoughts the whole thing yeah definitely probably made you stronger um to to not be able to rely on your phone so much and i mean there was a point before you know where we weren't we didn't have these phones it just kind of crept in and invaded our lives so i mean there, there was a point where we we didn't need it it was crazy. It was crazy. I remember back in the day, it was like I knew uh, Paul's number by heart and literally my parents, and that was it. And now <laughs> I don't even know anyone's number by heart except my own, which is sad, but it's it's still a true thing. But man, seven, oh man, I, it's amazing you came on. You like changed up the whole vibe of the show for the good and everything. Like I feel like we were able to get a whole lot from you. I mean shoot it, it feels like deja vu because we're going through it again but yo how can the people reach you man well it's so funny that you act the people <laughs> can reach me through pretty much every platform of social media uh my twitter is ray Favreau, r-e-y-f-a-r-a-o again <laughs> that's r-e-y-f-a-r-a-o that's my twitter my Instagram is the seven story. Uh, sounds exactly how it spelled exactly how it sounds. Uh, the seven story on Facebook. I am under high seven and you can also follow the conscious entertainment page. Um, through there, you can see the artist that we have Xavier, as well as the literary writer, Kame, who's up in Indiana, who runs her own blog and, uh, online newspaper. And I think that's, Every social media platform I'm on, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, Twitter, Twitter, probably. That, I'm on Twitter, you know, as you guys know, a lot. <laughs> uh, so that would probably be the best way to, you know, just interact with me. And yeah, guys, interact with me. You know, tweet me and tell me that you came from Educated Hustle and, you know, you, you know, see what we're doing and like what we got going on and stuff like that. We want, we want to hear from us. We want to hear from y'all, you know. We love y'all. <laughs> exactly, man. If you tell him that, uh, he'll slip us to five. So yeah, we'll yeah. <laughs> and then uh, before you get out, man, just what do you want to leave to impart on the people, man? Love, love, people, love, 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 love. That's the basis and the core makeup of us all. That's what we're made to do. That is the instinct of us. Like you think about a baby; they don't know nothing. But how to love, like literally, <laughs> like they they yearn for a mother, they yearn for a father, they yearn for interaction. 
that's this is what they do. They that's they they love. Like that's what we are made to do. That's the makeup of us all. So I mean, I feel like people just need to get back to knowing how to love, showing love, being love. Being love is important as well because it's the energy that you have to represent and be to be able to receive it. So that's my last gem for the show. Just love everybody. Love. Oh my goodness. And what it <laughs> it was. I really want to give it a yally you with the gem sound, but you know what? We might be too late in the game, but you know what? I don't care. We're going to still do it anyways. <laughs> give them three ching chings and tell them good night, y'all. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm privileged and honored. Thank you for having me on the show. For real. You know, it's family and love when we link up. It's always a good time. Exactly. And then I think we should end this by saying, you know, until next time, right? Definitely. you have it folks that was seven giving us that conscious entertainment that we all know and love Emilio what would you think about it man it was a great interview and uh, he's probably one of our youngest people we've had on there but you know he's got a good head on his shoulders like he had a lot of concepts and philosophies that really take people years to kind of get get uh as they say woke to so it's it's <laughs> it's very interesting to you know hear him at, at, at only 20 be so politically correct and, and ready to kind of break down the establishments that society has told us is norm and really shouldn't be so i i, I enjoyed it i really hope you guys got a lot of enjoyment out of it plus you also heard us a little bit on the forum side you know heard paul spitting some fire heard me spitting some fire and of course the man that does it all the time freeing up your mind seven was spitting some fire so i really hope you guys enjoyed that and you kind of got a little something to add to your day put a little drop in your coffee cup but (laughs) (laughs) anyways (laughs) anyways let's get to your favorite part of the show how you yes you can reach us educated hustle is available through various social media platforms we are on snapchat at educated hustle that's all one word educated hustle there we post snaps little videos little behind the scene things to get you through the week and let you know about the positive vibe we are cooking up we are also on instagram at educated hustle podcast once again that is educated hustle podcast there we put videos images of what our new podcast episode is or this promo to make you want to go and check out our new episode we are also on twitter at educated underscore hustle once again that is educated underscore hustle there we do tweets interactions if you really want to talk to us that's probably the best way because we respond usually instantly just let us know what you think how you feel about the show or any other comments you want to tell us and we will be there i promise now to take a little break from all that plugging to plug something else, ladies and gentlemen, we need you to give us some reviews. If you like what you heard and you want the word to get out about how great Educated Hustle is, how amazing we are, please, 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 please leave a review on your platforms. I mean, usually iTunes is the best way of doing it. But if you leave that review and you let people know how we are, we move up the charts, we move up the rankings, and we get more publicity. And more publicity means better guests, and better guests means a better time for you. I know you're already having so much fun now, but think of how much more fun we can be once those reviews start popping. And so please, please, especially to my iTunes crowd, leave us a review. Now, 
back to our regularly scheduled programming. Last, oh, sorry, I forgot. We are also on Facebook at Educate Hustle. That's two words, Educate Hustle. You know you've reached the page because you'll see that logo that you all know and love. And of course, last but never least, if you really feel like we did something, gave you that emotional feedback, or you just want to collaborate, tell us how great of a job we're doing, you can reach us via email at educatorhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is educatorhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And you know we got to finish off strong, so lead them out, bro. Man, people, people. Believe in yourself. It's not as bad as, as you know, your, your mind makes it to be. You got to be up for the challenge. You know, one of the best quotes I've ever heard that's so true is you're not given anything you can't handle. You can handle it. All you have to do is stand up and go after it. And that's the most important thing that you need in this life. Everyone that's great, everyone that's done something, all they did, their first step was they stood up and they said, we are going to solve this problem. So let that be your first step and let that motivate you to do so much greater good in this world. And as always, you got to stay educated and keep hustling.